For B2B SaaS companies, identifying your best customers is often an ambiguous endeavor. At best, most will create SaaS buyer personas to base their marketing around, but there's a lack of refinement that we believe can be the cause of many marketing issues that companies struggle with. Some of these issues include, but are not limited to, seeing low engagement and an increase in customer acquisition costs through PPC channels, only converting a low proportion of trial users into new customers, being stood up for demo appointments or seeing a low demo conversion rate, and experiencing a high customer churn rate and an average customer lifetime value that's lower than you'd expect. If you're experiencing any of these symptoms, or if you're an early stage company that wants to future-proof against these issues, this episode will provide you with a systematic process to strategically identify your best customers based on real data and customer feedback. We'll show you how to collect the necessary data for analysis. Comb through your CRM data to identify your highest paying and highest lifetime value customers. Get your sales and customer success teams to help you pinpoint your actual best customers, not just the customers that they actually prefer to sell to and serve. And conduct an email survey to get valuable feedback from existing customers who've given you a high net promoter score. Then we'll walk through how to synthesize all that information so that it is actually useful. But before we dive in, Let's talk about some of the most misguided assumptions that we've seen on this topic. I'm Mark Thomas. I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search. And today I'm going to talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website. It's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. Now, people make a lot of assumptions about how to find their best customers, but we've seen that the assumptions that people make are not always accurate. Let's walk through a couple of them now. So a lot of SaaS companies think that their best customers are the customers who have the highest lifetime value, but this isn't always the case, especially for lower priced SaaS products. Some of your customer base just never unsubscribed and rarely or never log in to actually use your product or they purchased one product and never added on any of the additional features or upgrades. Lifetime value should be considered, but it's not the only metric to look at when you want to identify your best customers. You need to pair this payment metric with other metrics like usage, NPS, and expansion revenue per account. Another common misconception is that customers who require the least amount of attention are the best. It's tempting to think that customers with the lowest amount of complaints are the best. After all, low maintenance customers require less of your time and resources, right? But often those who invest the time to make complaints, ask questions, or offer feedback show above average customer engagement and are the ones who care most about your service. So failing to look more closely at high touch customers is actually a mistake. Some of your best customers will be found there. And the third thing is that customers who are the easiest to close are the best. That's another common misconception. The customers who are the quickest to become users might strike you as your best customers. And it's likely that some of them will be, right? They have a clear need and they want to do something about it. But you shouldn't ignore customers with a slightly longer sales cycle either. Often enterprise customers in particular will take a long time to close. Now let's talk about tactics to analyze and identify the best customers for your B2B SaaS. In this section, we're going to walk through a 
couple of tactics that we can use. And when you combine these analysis tactics with comparing and contrasting the results covered in the section that's about to come in a little while, you can refine your SaaS customer personas, improve your targeting and audience creation for PPC campaigns, and increase customer retention, LTV, and monthly recurring revenue. The goal here is to get more ideal customers and fewer average or poor customers over time. Let's start with analyzing CRM data for the highest paying customers and highest LTV customers. As we mentioned earlier in the episode, LTV isn't everything, but it is one of the things that you want to look at in the customer analysis phase. And the great thing about this step is that there's very little friction. There's no need to talk to people. You can hop right into HubSpot or Salesforce or you know whatever CRM you prefer to use and begin collecting data. The objective of this step is to comb through your CRM to locate customers who have paid the most and also those who have been with you the longest and take notes throughout this entire process. This applies to steps that come afterwards as well. Questions you should seek to answer include which customers have a long lifetime with you and which customers have made upgrades and purchased additional services or add-ons. Then, like each of the following steps, you'll add these customer names to your list. You can do that in Google Sheets or Excel or whatever you're using, doesn't matter. Your notes can be simple or detailed. It's really up to you. It depends a lot on what information you have, what stage of business you're at too. Sometimes keeping things simple can be sufficient for spotting commonalities. For example, company X, pays Y, and they've been a customer since 20, whatever it is. You can include these notes right in your spreadsheet. The second tactic is to talk to your sales team and ask them for the company names of your best customers. Now, in this step, you should avoid phrasing your question like, hey, what kind of customer do you love selling to? If you ask it this way, they'll likely say, I like dealing with the decision maker at the top of the organization who has a budget and wants to buy right now, and they'll usually be a Fortune 500 company with room to upsell. The issue is that it's what the salesperson wants, not necessarily what they have and deal with on a regular basis. It's no good saying you want to sell to Nike when you're selling to local sports shops. Rather, the objective of this step is to find the companies who wanted a solution, gave a meaningful friction through asking good questions, and who were closed within an ideal or at least reasonable sales cycle. It's best to take an open-ended approach to say something like, hey, let's walk through your last number of deals, like all your 2019 deals or all your 2020 deals or 2021, whatever it is, and begin with the highest deal values, who did you close and what was the interaction like? Questions you can ask include, can you tell me more about the conversation that you had with that person? Or what was the buying cycle like and who got involved and how long did the onboarding process take? Or what questions did they ask? What concerns did they share? And you take that stuff and you create another tab in your spreadsheet and add these in with company names. And then number three is talk to your customer support team and ask them for the company names of your happiest customers. The approach here is to speak with customer success managers and go through the help desk software that your company uses. You want to look at the following customer success metrics, individual support tickets, customer answers to support surveys, so happy, sad faces, one to five ratings, things like that. And then any internal tags related to customer satisfaction or company role, for example, evangelist, super user, frustrated, daily user, manager, check signer, those kinds of things. 
questions you should answer for yourself here are who are the companies that have rated support experiences highly and what are the questions that these customers asked. Then once again, you'll take those notes and add them to a new tab on your now pretty big list. Number four is to conduct an email survey to poll existing customers who've given you a high NPS score. For this step, look at your NPS scores, if you're doing them, and read through the answers to why people gave you those scores. If you want, you can use a word cloud tool to see what the most repeated words are that pop up with your eights, nines, and tens. The objective of this step is to figure out what those companies love about your product, and then email them and see if they'll tell you more about their customer experience. For example, you can send them a short email saying, hey, we identified you as a high success user of our product. We're reaching out to customers for feedback to improve our product, and we're wondering if you'd be open to sharing a bit about your experience with us so far. We have just one question to begin with. And then, you know, you could ask them something like, what do you love about the product? What was especially useful? What aspects made it easy to use? What was it like before and after you were using our product? Pick one and, and just start with that. Like the previous steps, you'll take notes throughout and add the company names of those who gave you scores of eight or higher to another tab in your list. So now that we've got all of that stuff together, let's start synthesizing it. First and foremost, you can now look at the different tabs within your spreadsheet to see where there is overlap between the different sources of customer data you've explored. For example, you can ask which customers did our sales team identify as being some of our best that our customer success team also identified to be among our happiest customers. You'll also look at how does our high NPS list match up to our list of happiest customers? How does it match up against our best customer list from our sales team? And how does our list of highest paying and highest LTV customers compare to the lists from our sales and customer success teams? You can see where we're going with this, right? You're looking for the commonalities between the lists that you've created. And the companies who show up on multiple lists are likely to be a much more accurate representation of your best customers. So let's bring this all together. By creating a list like this, you can do three important things. Update your SaaS buyer personas to accurately reflect the qualities you've learned about your best customers. Make updates to your SaaS website based on what you've discovered. Refine your audience creation across your acquisition channels, for example, creating Facebook lookalike audiences based on that list. Now, in addition, you can begin allocating more budget in your paid acquisition channels to target companies who are most similar to the people on this list and most likely to be the right customers. I'll see you next time. Now, if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our assessment page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at I am Mark Thomas, that's Mark with a C. Or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, and connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.